Welcome, cadets and captains, to a brand new edition of M-Class Podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm Josh. And guess what? It's another Star Trek podcast. Oh, yeah, boy. I know what you're thinking. I've heard Star Trek podcasts before. They're boring. (laughs) (laughs) Soundboard's on the fritz today. All Star Trek podcasts are boring. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about uh, Season 7, Episode 13 of TNG, Homeward. You know, I have no memory of seeing this episode. Really? Yeah, I I usually skip a bunch of... I mean, I've seen it, but... Season 7 is Season 7, right? Yeah, Season (laughs) 7. We'll talk about it later, because I I feel like everyone on set was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, whatever, whatever. whatever. Yeah, we got 10 more of these. Fuck it. Uh, This episode is part of Sully's Prime Directive Defective Collection. Episodes where they're like, hey... You know about that prime directive we're supposed to be following? I don't know. It can suck my prime erective. God damn. Now that's a shirt right there. (laughs) That's a shirt that they'll make you turn inside out in middle school. Damn. Also high school. Also, if you're wearing a spaghetti strap, you're fucking done. Yeah, I remember that shit. I remember I remember that shit and like and then you go to college and you're like, Oh, these chicks are naked. <laughs> yeah. They're wearing uh like a tube top and sweatpants yeah. to class. They're wearing like a tube top for a skirt. And you're yeah, like, they okay. feel they feel free for the first time. <laughs> they are, because no one's being like, Hey, you little sluts. <laughs> How dare you show <laughs> which, ankle to these yeah, boys? Is, it's like what high school is. Boys are fucking, they can't help themselves. Yeah. They're going to jizz in the middle of class. <laughs> this isn't jizzdery class. This isn't jizzum. That's Jim, <laughs> but for jizz. <laughs> uh, this episode aired January 17th, 1994, and it had a teleplay by Naren Shankar, who uh, was the... Um, science consultant on next gen sixth and seventh seasons is there a lot of science in this episode uh no i guess there's like kind of like computery stuff right like well, that, it kinda uh, makes sense. He, he got his start on relics the episode that has scotty coming out of the beam finding himself oh. in the future but it also had the dyson sphere so he was brought in to consult on the science of the dyson sphere that's the giant vacuum vacuum sphere in space mm-hmm. that's like around the sun and uses the sun's power to power itself yeah, it costs like five hundred dollars and it's like does it pick up dirt <laughs> oh my god <laughs> the dyson sphere how did i not understand the fucking vacuum reference because <laughs> you don't vacuum enough fuck you <laughs> dude if you vacuum enough it's you called every OCD. day <laughs> But uh, it's it's really funny that like Naren Shankar had like a a degree in astrophysics. There were engineering mm. physics and electrical engineering from Cornell University. Who a PhD. Doesn't? This man had. Who doesn't? Me. Oh, you didn't show up yet. Sorry, I'm a dumb dumb. <laughs> but uh, he he after Star Trek he well he. He fucking got fired after TNG because they were like, oh, we don't have room for you. Uh, yeah. we, we have Ronald D. Moore and uh, Jerry Taylor and Brandon Braga, uh, who all just happen to be white guys. 
Yeah, that's but we weird, we got right? no room for you, especially. Yeah, but anyway, he went on to um, be a producer or writer for like Sequest. Oh, Sequest uh, DSV. You know it, baby. <laughs> uh, the Outer Limits, CSI, um, fucking uh, Grim. That show, Almost Human, The Expanse. Man. Like, he's the guy behind The Expanse. He was, like, the showrunner. I never saw The Expanse. Apparently, it's, like, really good. People That's have, what everyone says. Yeah. People have recommended it to me, but you know how that goes. Yeah, um, you don't, you're not real good at that. I, I follow... <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta trick Jeff in being like, you know what's a really sucky show, Jeff? No, 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 no. Don't do that to me, please. Um, <laughs> I have a problem that I'm not going to get into... Uh, <laughs> called, okay. called being stupid where I budget my time horrifically like when I'm not working I'm either playing a video game or sitting and staring at my phone and scrolling through it yo uh, I think I have like mono <laughs> god damn cause I love sleeping well I've, I've had that problem recently where I'm tired all the fucking time and it's cold yeah yeah like I'm, you know the difference between being cold and feeling chills. Yes. I'm feeling chills all the time, so I may be dying. You have a spooky ghost in your bones. Well, that's been true forever. <laughs> I I remember somebody in the Discord, which you can join at Patreon.com/slash/MClassPodcast. Do it. Saying uh, that we're sick all the time. You, me, and Rich. We're, like, yeah. sick all the time. And uh, I would like to set the record clear that about, I would say, 85% of the time I mentioned being quote-unquote sick, uh, I've eaten cheese. Yeah, That's yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not sick ever, really. Bubble we're, boys. I, like, here's the thing about, like, like, again, when you turn 37, your body stops. And you feel like dickholes. <laughs> when I was 36, my shoulder fucked up, my left shoulder, and the doctors yeah. were like, uh. So that's yeah. just how it is now. <laughs> they just shrug and they're like, uh, you know, do you play football for a living? Because, like, then it doesn't matter. Are like, you right handed or left handed? Yeah. I was like, I'm right handed. And they were like, well, it's your left shoulder. You're fine. You're fine. Goodbye. Go home. Take a fucking aspirin until you start bleeding out of your butthole. <laughs> here's a pill. <laughs> and here's uh, a bill. Man. Oh, America. This episode was directed by Alexander Singer, who directed uh, a bunch of episodes of Next Gen, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager. And he started on Relics also. So this is like a dream team pairing for a a quite mediocre episode. We're getting the band back together. What's the premise? Worf's Russian brother. Worf's got two brothers, and one of them's lame as fuck. Let's meet him. And the other one doesn't even know he existed anymore. Oh, man, that's sad. Just like my brothers, probably, if they're out there. I know you exist. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But Alexander Singer, most known amongst the Star Trek crew for never giving any verbal feedback, but just making weird facial expressions at him to let them know that they were being too expressive during scenes. That's him, yeah. That's probably why they fired him, honestly. They probably were like, that's They didn't fire this guy. Oh, no. Okay, sorry. They They fired the other guy. 
Oh. Uh, this guy, of course, directed episodes of uh, noted sci-fi series The Monkeys, starring the monkeys. Yeah, starring the monkeys. No, uh, The Fugitive, Mission Impossible, The Bold Ones, The Lawyers, which is the one name of one show. It's uh, about every lawyer ever. <laughs> Wonder Woman, Remington Steel, In the Heat of the Night, Walker, Texas Ranger, Jake and the Fat Man, and MacGyver. This dude was busy in the 80s, man. He was he was like the Kenny Loggins of the 80s. I thought Kenny Loggins was the Kenny Loggins of the 80s. Thank you for directing this uh, great, great episode. Um, <laughs> so let's dive into it. Let's talk yeah, about it. I paid totally all my attention was paid to this. Uh, this <laughs> I the only thing I remember off the top of my head about this episode, and it flashes through my head anytime someone mentions Worf's brother, I don't think of Kern first. I think of yeah. Nikolai, and I think of him. Uh, there's a scene where Worf and Nikolai are about to fight, and Worf is a space alien. So yeah. he does strange things that we're supposed to understand are space alien things. Mm-hmm. Um, how When they're getting ready to fight, they both pose with claws drawn. Like the, the, the like chubby middle-aged man, white man, <laughs> does like a claw hand at him. And it makes me laugh you, every fucking time. You've never fought a Russian? They're like the space aliens of Earth. <laughs> a Russian with a perfect Midwestern accent. <laughs> who is the guy who plays him? He's in a bunch of shit. Yeah, he is uh, constantly in shit. Homeward Star Trek. Homeward Bound. I watched Homeward Bound. <laughs> yeah, he's in a million things. What's his name? Let's find it here. His name is Nikolai Roshenko. Roshenko. Paul Sorvino. Oh, he's oh, yeah. fucking Soprano. He's in everything. Yeah, he was He was Paulie. Yep, Paulie. From that show that I definitely watched. Yeah, I never watched that show. Uh, you know who I knew who I knew him from was Dick Tracy, where he played Lips Manless. Oh, I had lips. The figure I have, I have a bunch of Dick Tracy figures. Dude, I will go to bat for that movie forever. It's uh, not great, but I love it. <laughs> it was one of those like things that they set up, like Waterworld, right? It was supposed to be this like huge like blockbuster, and like there's so much merchandise for it. It's crazy. The thing, but like the makeup rules. It does rule. Like the the set design, the coloring of everything. Yeah. It, it's like all bright, but like it's still sort of grimy and like yeah. dark at the same time. I if love you didn't, it. If you didn't want a radio watch, you were stupid. Yeah, how do we not, still not have watches that you can we make do. phone calls on? No, they just Bluetooth to your phone, suck my dick. That's not the same. It's the same thing. <laughs> no. Where's Rachel? Where's Rachel? Where's Radio Watch? Uh, that's how I fucking feel, man. But uh, <laughs> it's somebody once asked me, Jeff, do you think that they meant for uh, Dick Tracy to be a like a a series that they were going to do sequels to the Dick Tracy movie? Yeah, and uh, I I have maybe a a, a bias. Not a bias, like a, a controversial answer to that question. I don't think they did. I don't think they Okay, so it. maybe not so controversial. They didn't well, because we're, we're Dick Tracy kills every villain in the history of Dick Tracy in one scene. So Yeah, yeah, no, you. I don't know. You can kind of 
tell when a movie is setting up for f- sequels and this Dick Tracy I no. never thought that I lo- I they like they come at him in a car and crash cars and he gets out of the car crash with a fucking and Tommy gun sprays him and man. he mows down 30 characters Bumbles gets it <laughs> Yeah, uh, prune face, lips prune. manless. Yeah, uh, uh, fucking flat the, top. The main guy, whatever uh, his name was. Oh, his name is uh, Al Pacino. Yeah, Al Pacino <laughs> is playing scent of a woman. Hua! If you give That's me one Tracy goddamn name. second, Josh Henderson. <laughs> Hua! Uh, it's not big figure. It's fucking um. Big feet. <laughs> I've I've said his name so many times, and people have been like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Because nobody knows Dick Tracy. What is his name? And now I can't fucking remember it, and I'm letting myself down in front of everyone. Oh man, if only we could edit this out. Yeah, it'd be wild if we could do such a thing. Yeah, <laughs> Dick Tracy, main villain. Let's look it up. Prune face. No. The blank. The blank was cool. The blank was cool, but that's not the him. Mumbles, Big boy Caprice. Big boy Caprice. Yeah, he plays Big Boy Caprice. Flat top gave me like nightmares. Yeah, dude. flat top is horrific in that movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like all they really the rest made of them guy... seem like s- silly cartoon characters. Oh, and there's a Freddy. They got Freddy too. Sure. <laughs> sure. Which why not? Uh, in the Why comics, is... Flat Top is his main villain. Oh, but in this, it's no. they made him up. They thought he was too silly, so they made Al Pacino play Big Boy Caprice instead. Well, they Boris Karloff them. They made him wear a cinder block on his head. Yeah, he just turned out that way. That's what he looks like normally. <laughs> From when he was a baby. <laughs> they were like, this guy's going to play Flat Top. One. They could have done that, timeline-wise. <laughs> They're like the Nazca mummies. They just like, yeah. bind their heads. This guy's going to fucking over. play Flat Top in the moving pictures one day. <laughs> Look at the flat head he's got. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> Send him to the orphanage. Uh, this is not... Believe it or not, a podcast about the 1993 movie Dick 90? Tracy. I think it's 90. I think it's I 90 think or 91. Right. I think you're right. It's early. I remembered Big Boy Caprice finally. Thank you for fucking riding through that three hours of me trying to remember it, everybody. It's fine. It's fine. That's what they're here for. They love this shit. Doubt it. Uh, the Enterprise goes to a planet called Boral 2. It's where Nikolai Ryshenko, Worf's foster brother, has been stationed as a cultural observer. Apparently he's a doctor. And he's all by himself. What could go yeah, wrong? They didn't send a team out. They sent one fucking guy. And he's <laughs> horny. He's in a fucking deer blind watching these people. <laughs> he's yeah, dude, they have so much problems with their fucking uh, deer blind observatories. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> there's uh, atmospheric dissipation happening. Like, the atmosphere is just leaving the goddamn planet. and Cool. Uh, the planet's going to be uninhabitable in 38 hours. And they can't contact Nikolai anywhere. Yeah, they show up and they're like, why didn't he tell everybody, like, sooner? Like, this is happening, like, tomorrow. Yeah, shit's gone real bad. And and they're like, maybe it just happened quickly. Sure. <laughs> All right. 
Maybe he's still doing his job just perfectly. This is yeah. the beginning of the episode, after all. Yeah. But uh, Picard's like, uh, or worse, like, I have permission to lead an away team down. And Picard's like, no, I don't want you breaking the prime directive because that's the most important thing in the world, and we never break it, ever. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he, his head slowly turns towards the camera. <laughs> and a slide whistle goes, Ooh. <laughs> I went up, you went, I went down, you went up. Um, but uh, he's like, you have to be surgically altered to pass as a Baralin, which is fucking nuts. Imagine having, like, full facial reconstructive surgery to look Man. like an alien and just being I turned wish. by. I wish, you know. You could do that. Put Klingon ridges in my head. I think that would be a good-ass look for you, actually. I think so, too. I would look really cool. I think you'd be With a cool the beard? Klingon. Hell yeah. And I'd get to be, like, really obnoxious, like, on purpose, and people would be okay with it. It's just his culture. That's Klingons for you. Klingons' culture is being an asshole. And I'd be like, Kapla! Dr. Crusher is turning Worf into a Baralin, and she's like, what's your brother like? And Worf's like, oh, he's a fucking piece of shit. He's like a tiny dick little bitch. (laughs) He's like... Yeah, he's my brother. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like... Which is really funny. Yeah. Well, yeah. Worf in TNG is so fucking funny, man. He's like I one know. of my favorite characters. It sucks what they do to him in Deep, Deep Space Nine. Yeah, yeah. But um, what, he's he's like... But he does have good qualities. He's a very persuasive leader of men. And he's like good-hearted. And Dr. Crusher is like, oh, good. I can't wait to fuck him. Yeah, she's mm. like, I hope I get to reconstruct his ridges into my ridge socket. What? Worf's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yes, Worf said that to Crusher. He's, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Doctor, what the fuck are you saying to me right now? No, nah, but she's fully like, I want to meet this guy. Mm. Yeah, I think And Worf like- double takes at her, which is so fucking funny. <laughs> I think they, like, tip their hand here. Like, obviously, like, some shit is happening, right? Yeah. Like, we know, like, there's going to be a problem. Well, that's like, how the show works, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but also, we know, like, like I, all I can think of is, like, when Spock in Star Trek V, right? It's like, oh, it's Spock's brother. And it's like, oh, this guy sucks dicks. Everyone's brother sucks dick. I Except don't know what to Kern-D tell Man. you. Except for Man. is my favorite. Man? Yeah, because he plays Candyman. <laughs> He's the guy who I plays mean, I, I knew. I knew where you were going. I wanted a better explanation, though. Because <laughs> he plays Candyman, the guy who plays Kern. Man, what a great movie, though. Candyman? That's been a while. It was on Pluto the other I'm really trying not to go off topic this hard, but it's happening. That's what's yeah, happening. Yeah, look, again, not, not a lot of happens. You know Tony <laughs> Todd had a, um, a clause in his contract that every time he got stung by a bee, they had to pay him $1,000? Oh, yeah, that's fucking... Uh, yeah, did he make like 80 grand? He made, he made $11,000 because he got oh, stung and like 12000 He got stung like 12 times and he made $12,000. Well, that would probably it. fucking kill me, so that's good for him. Yeah, well, I'm, all, I'm like allergic to bees as well, so... Yeah, it's not... I don't want to get stang. I got stang by a wasp. Those fuckers are dicks. Yeah, useless motherfuckers. The, th- the thing about bee stings is, like, when someone gets normal gets a bee sting, they swell up a little bit, and they're like, oh, it hurts. Yeah, Like, but when I get a bee sting, like... like, I fucking blow up like a goddamn balloon. 
My third is like, do you need air? Because I'm not, that's not You're going to have to air. figure out some other way. Like, <laughs> I'm taking the day off. <laughs> you don't know what I had to go through with this bee shit. <laughs> but uh, Worf beams down into a cave dressed like a Baralan. And uh, this, this guy who... Um, I feel like this episode does not do a good job of um, ingratiating you to Vorin. The, like, Baralan yeah. record keeper who seems like a little piece of shit every time he says something. Yeah, he's kind of like, I, I don't, maybe it's just the actor playing him. Maybe. but like He's like, where did you come from? Yeah, he's, like, wiry and kind of, like, weird. Like, he does, like, a laugh later on where I, I thought it was cool, but, like, at the same time I was like, oh, this guy's fucking losing it. Oh, Which yeah. I guess makes sense. Absolutely. He's a good actor, but yeah. I feel like they do a bad job of ingratiating him to you at this point. Yeah. Uh, there's a... I need to, like, coin a new term, but I don't have it figured out exactly yet. Okay. But it's uh, terrible background actor syndrome. Extra... Version. <laughs> Would you like to expand upon that? <laughs> like, they're trying to, like, are they not, like, acting right? Or are they trying to be the main focus of the scene? No, they're acting like morons. Like, background characters in Star Trek are brainless. Like, they, yeah. they're literally standing mouth agape up at the storm later in the episode. Like, well, fucking they probably turkeys. Are, they're probably just bobo background actors right like yeah you're not allowed to talk and shit when you're acting like that so like, maybe they suck at it fucking nikolai runs around the camp shoving them physically into their tents when the storm is coming while they're they're gaping open mouth at the sky like that's like i said like turkeys that's how turkeys drown and they're well, doing I mean, I mean they're they're meant to die these people are well i mean they're too stupid to live right <laughs> The great culling has occurred. It's it's happening, right? Um, but like Nikolai shows up, and he's he's also surgically altered to look like a Baralan. And Worf's like, "What the fuck have you done?" Yeah, he's just hanging hanging dick literally out in the middle of the yeah. Baralans. And he's like, you know, fuck the Prime Directive. These I wanted to save these people because their planet was being destroyed. They have like a wonderful culture and history. And yeah. uh, so I used the technology in my deer blind to like shield the cave from the storms. Yeah. And worse, like, wow, you fucking <laughs> suck. Worse, <laughs> like, bro, what the fuck did you just put me in this position for? Yeah, he, he immediately grabs Worf and he's like, my brother's arrived, everybody. Yeah. yeah. He's a seer. He knows yeah. the storms. And Worf does some hilarious face acting during all he's of like, this. Yeah, he's like, God damn. What the fuck? <laughs> what? Shut up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Nikolai. <laughs> but uh, again, Vorin, not very ingratiated to the audience, keeps going, that must mean the storm stopped. You must let us back. We must go back. We got to go back. Yeah, he's like, we gotta go back. My scrolls of Skellis are back. There. The scrolls of... You must enter the shrine of the silver monkey and return the scrolls of Skellis. Um, Yo, purple but parrots, bitch. He's uh, He keeps, like, 
telling these people about like Worf's great seer powers and he's gonna bring us provisions and shit. Yeah. And Worf's like, this is so illegal right now. Yeah, this is like fucking this is far more than federal prison here. You're gonna yeah. go to the fucking leaf raking prison for this shit. <laughs> you Nicholas Lacarno and Tom Paris yeah. are all headed to leaf raking prison. It's, it's wild that you never see Nicholas Lacarno and Tom Paris in the same place, isn't Dude, it? You gotta watch you gotta watch <laughs> I know, uh, Lower I know, Decks. I know. You gotta watch Lower Decks. I know. <laughs> um I have been, but uh <laughs> But he's like, you know, I did this because he keeps going like, I'm not ashamed of what I've done. And Worf's yeah. like, you should be. Yeah, this is like, like, like a bad. This is like a bad idea. Yeah, I remember and this we part going on longer. So I was, yeah. I was very pleasantly surprised when they go right back to the ship after this. Yeah, and then Worf gets. Does Worf get his face fixed again? Yeah, when he goes back to the ship, they just turn him back into a Klingon. <laughs> Man, what a fucking useless bunch of surgeries this guy had to get through. Like, fucking Worf is, like, later on in the series, Worf is like, man, I can't feel my face anymore, man. Like, <laughs> I think my nerve endings have died. Yeah, like, there's, I can't move my cheeks anymore. What's happening? <laughs> Good thing I never smile anyway. Yeah, he's like, the captain would want to talk to you. And he's like, I was counting on it. Yeah, With, this, this character a, is like a scumbag. He's, he's doing like it. F- yeah, he's doing it for good reasons, right? But like, he's yeah, like a scumbag. Unquote. He's just lying and cheating everybody. Constantly. Well, he's like Cybok. He's like got a plan, and yeah. like obviously he has a plan. Yeah, right? this episode like, owes a lot to Star Trek Five, which, by the yeah. way, not a good thing. Yeah, not 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 gonna not gonna watch it again. <laughs> but not not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Oh my god. That's a classic impression right there, isn't it? My wife. <laughs> <laughs> little uh little Ross Pro for you there. Little George Yeah. <laughs> little Ross not gone that. George Bush. That is George Bush, you're right. But he also did Ross he Pro. He did Ross Pro. Although I'm I way more remember the little girl from uh all that doing Ross Pro. Yeah, Can the I little finish? Oh can I finish, can I finish, can I finish? Holy shit. We're old. Uh, what a weird fucking time for children's media, huh? They were just like, yeah, political humor on all that. Why not? Political humor <laughs> on all that. Bill Cosby impression on all that. That was a lot more racy now than it now was at the time. Lot, yeah. Yeah. Um, big props to Story Lords. Josh Henderson for including the funniest fucking joke about Bill Cosby I've bubble. heard in a long ass time. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> you can hear me doing it. I can hear it. <laughs> he means the head thing, not the other thing. Yeah, not. Um, <laughs> oh, but uh, my lungs. <laughs> uh, Picard, he goes to a senior staff meeting and he pleads his case. Roshenko says that he wants to create an atmospheric bubble over a small section of the planet which will protect the single village of Borallans that he's already saved. And Picard's like, I have no intention of compounding upon your impuncture. Yeah, he's like, you, uh, you fucked, you fucked us, bro. He's like, <laughs> he's, you do not understand the gravity of the crime you've just committed. He's like, your career is over. Well, no, he's not, he didn't say that yet. He's, but yeah. it, he, it's pretty implied. 
but he's yeah. Like, this is the last. This is the last thing you're gonna do ever, and yeah. maybe like free. This might be your last free moment. You know, he's like, like can like, I go down to the planet and get my logs back for the ship? Because he's scheming. He's like, he's gonna yeah. go down there and do some horse shit. And he's like, I want to save the Boralan culture because it's the only way I can preserve it in a museum. Shout out, mm-hmm. Rich Masters. And uh, <laughs> well, the British don't take it. The Nikolai Roshenko, British man, wants to put it in a museum. <laughs> so do you. But Picard's like, fuck no. I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> yeah, Picard's suspicious of him, but... Lubashenko being the fucking commie ruski scumbag <laughs> that he is, <laughs> fucking, he's already thought like two steps yeah, ahead. He's, he's, he's got ahead. plans on plans on plans. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got Batman villain plans yeah, working this out is here. Some penguin level shit going on. Penguin level. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking riddling up out here. <laughs> But he's like, you can set up a fucking comm link and transfer your files. Yeah. And Worf's like, I know the technology well. I can help set up a transmitter for you. And Roshinko's like, fuck you. No, Worf. Go get your head ridges sewn back on, you dick. Damn. (laughs) He's like, I already did that. What are you talking about? (laughs) And Can't you tell? Are Are they on right? Are they on straight? Oh, God. Are they crooked like in season one? Worf to doctor, my ridges are fucked up. Worf to doctor, my brother's here if you want to fuck him. <laughs> He's no Fiesel Fox, but uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, Rishenko transmits his logs. And that's it. End and of the end episode. End of the episode, everything's good. <laughs> but the crew sit and watch the destruction of Baralto, and, yeah, and they're all very all morose about it. Dr. Crusher wanted to do Rishinko's plan, so she's a little bitter. Yeah, she she's, like, really into this, like, breaking the rules in this. I guess somebody yeah. had to yeah, be, she, right? She always is. Every time the Prime Directive comes up, she's like, you know what? The Prime Directive can suck my asshole. <laughs> and I'm like, then it's when I take one of those, hello, my name is, and I write Prime Directive on it. <laughs> My chest. Yeah, goddamn. Yeah. For some reason, when I was younger, I never understood how attractive Beverly Crusher is. But as the older I've gotten, the more attractive I've found her. She's such a MILF. Absolutely. Like, it's because MILF didn't exist back then, it's right? True. We didn't understand we had, the power of MILF. <laughs> we had to wait for American Pie to show us that word till we knew. We were like, oh, wait, you can fuck a pie and a mom? And a mom? <laughs> <laughs> wait. Moms make pies. My God. Oh, my God. I can fuck so often. This is amazing. But uh, Picard talks about how they have to face the ramifications of the Prime Directive sometimes. And though it's hard, they have to honor its principles. Roshenko gets in a fucking hardcore burn. <laughs> Roshenko just goes, boo. <laughs> He's like, Captain, I find no honor whatsoever in this. You'll forgive yeah. me if I take my leave. Yeah, I'm totally upset and not going to the holiday. Yeah, I'm definitely not fucking you over horribly <laughs> right now. But uh, they get like a plasmonic burst that hits and it causes a power drain, and it like seems like interference from the planet. Uh, and but they figure it's coming from inside the ship after a second. Yeah, and Worf tracks uh, it down to deck ten. 
Riker sends him down there, and Worf goes with the security team. And this is like something that Deep Space Nine just sort of drops that I think TNG does very well with Worf. Is yeah. that Worf is not just a big dumb meathead who throws no. his body at shit. He is just as like capable. he's like Odo. He's like what Odo is in Deep Space Nine. But why can't there be two Odos? I don't know. Like Worf is, um, he's a tactical officer. He's not yeah. just a security chief. Like he understands all of the inner workings of the ship because he right. under he has to bring it into battle. Right. And so he tells them, like, look for uh, look for uh, backdraft relays in the EPS conduits because he understands techno babble just as good as anybody. Yeah. Uh, in Deep Space Nine, Worf's like, "Me hit ship. <laughs> I sleep on Defiant now. <laughs> I hate everyone. Eh, I miss my Enterprise. <laughs> I fuck my wife's bones to dust." <laughs> Damn, that's hot. It is. That's that's definitely the name of a metal album. It's in that font that you can't read. Yeah, though. it looks like a fucking tree. Yeah, everything's a yidrasil. Uh <laughs> But Worf tries to go into the holodeck because, like, uh, it's where all the power drain's coming from, and the controls are overridden. But the door opens anyway. Sure, why not? Because uh, apparently Nikolai lets him in, although that's not particularly clear. Uh, Worf goes through the mouth of the cave and uh, Roshenko's like, hey, check this shit out, bro. Look what I did. And he like... Tur- Double down, bitch! He turns the wall uh, in vi- like see-through and yeah. all the fucking Borellans are in there. Yep. In this cave. It's the same cave that they were in. And Worf's like, what the fuck? He's like, what did you do? That was a pretty good Josh impression. I didn't mean for it to be. That was good. I didn't do you have, but do you have trucks driving by? Yeah, I think. Yeah, nah, you hear that's that my shit? truck actually. <laughs> I'm recording it in the truck <laughs> on the CB. Um, but like they go out in the corridor, and Rashinko's like, "I was the one who made the plasmatic bursts, and I beamed up the Baralans without anyone on the ship noticing. That was the tricky part, and it worked perfectly." And Worf's just walking silently the whole time, just pissed. <laughs> When they get in the turbo lift, he's like, you have dishonored yourself and me. I want nothing to do with you any longer. Yeah, it's funny because you think Worf would be the one breaking all the rules because he's Klingon. Worf is the least Klingon-y Klingon that's ever lived. Dude, he's a Klingon weeaboo. He's he's a Klingaboo. (laughs) He's a (laughs) Klingaboo. Yeah, he's like, I can't wait to go to fucking real Kronos yeah. and have their tog noodles. I can't wait to go to real Kronos where people will accept me for who I am. I can't wait to go and get some chain mail out of a vending machine that a gamer girl wore. <laughs> I can't wait to go to Kronos where they'll accept me because Kronos is the most accepting place in the universe. <laughs> Definitely not racist no. there. <laughs> Can't wait to go there and get Gundam figures. <laughs> but uh like uh they take it to the bridge and then it cuts to Rashenko and Picard's ready room. It cuts immediately to the captain be like, Your career is over. You know that, yeah. right? Yeah. This is where though, like 
Picard, I'm like, this dude, like, I just picture him being like, you know what, number one, I don't even give a fuck anymore. <laughs> like, I don't care if he fucks his career up. We have ten more episodes, and then we can do the movies. Let's let's just get through that, this. That is definitely how the writers felt about this episode. Because yeah. Picard keeps going, all right, whatever. Yeah, he's like, fine. Yeah. He, right. he, like, berates him a little bit. He's like, I'm not ashamed of my actions. Like, all I cared about was saving the Baralans, and, like, I don't give a yeah. fuck about my career. And Picard's like, what is your, uh, what's, what are you going to do now? Just leave him in our fucking holodeck forever? Yeah. He's like, no, nah, I like, got a plan. Maybe. We're going <laughs> to dump him on a Class M planet. I love this. I love, <laughs> I love that this is like, like, yeah, there's just uh, there's millions of these planets. Let's give them one. Yeah, there's definitely a, millions of Class M planets that yeah. no one lives on. There's Fuck no, it. They have the same type of flora and fauna that they can live on. Sure. Yeah, how hard could it be? No <laughs> microbe differences. If you yeah, put how, these people on this yeah. planet, they won't immediately die of ultra space pox or yeah. something. Those mushrooms that they used to eat back on their other planet, well, they'll kill you now, but whatever. It'll work out. <laughs> it's fine. It won't, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, the plan is we're going to take we're going to back up the truck to a class M planet. <laughs> And just dump them out on the street corner beep, and leave. Beep, beep, and beep. Picard's like, I guess. And shrugs. Yeah, he's like, fine. Number one, get my smoking jacket. Let's go to Holodeck 2 and smoke up. He's like, number one, you take care of this. I don't give a fuck. I am going back to Ryza where I'm going to fuck an archaeology student. A student? God damn, Picard. Um, well, like a college student. I, I figured. <laughs> that was more like a goddamn Picard. Yeah, um, he could. He, he could get it. He can do whatever he wants. He saved Earth from himself. Picard, Jordy, Data, and Crusher all go to Stellar Cartography. And they're like, we gotta find a new place for the Baralans. And they're... they're uh, 386 M-class planets to choose from, and we need to narrow it down. Yep. And so, like, all right, Crusher and Data, that's your job. What else? What's like, the sweet. What's the next problem in the episode? <laughs> yeah, right. Jordy's oh, like, the wall melts. Right. Jordy's like, oh no, the holodeck is malfunctioning. We can't keep yeah. it on forever. And Picard's like, fucking hell. <laughs> This is like a comedy of fucking errors. He's like, it's always starts. one thing or another. He's, he's like, he's like your dad, like on Christmas when the Christmas tree falls down. Yeah. He's just done, dude. He's like, I'm done. Do I have to be in this episode? <laughs> but uh, the the little fucking like burst of energy that uh, when the planet's atmosphere dissipated that Roshenko did has fucked up the holodeck. Its image processors have been destabilized. Yeah, so we get these cool, like, holodeck lines. <laughs> Which are a portent of the future! Yeah. I do like how this, like, kind of makes sense, though, yeah. right? Like, you put a bunch of people in a holodeck, and the holodeck is going to have to work that much harder to... Because, like, everyone's line of sight is different, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, the holodeck... I, don't, I mean, I don't know how it works, but... Well, it's like... It's like um, if it wasn't for the emitters being fucked up, I think this would be 
okay. But it would be it would, fine. It yeah. would, they could keep it on for as long as they wanted, uh, for as long as they needed to, but not for as long as they wanted. Right, right. Um, but Captain Picard is like, uh, Rashiko's like, all right, I'm going to go back into holodeck and get the Baralans prepared for their journey. And Picard's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? The, the, <laughs> he's like, here's the plan, Picard. We're going to fucking reverse Matrix these people. <laughs> Yeah. You're going to put them in the Matrix, and then we're going to slowly... When you find a planet, you fucking... You tell me, and then you make the holodeck look like that planet. You slowly, we'll slowly change the terrain. Change it. Also, yeah. I'm going to make them do a fucking death march through the desert to get there. Yeah, there's an old man with his hot daughter who... <laughs> I guess my question is, if, if, you're, if you're these fucking scientists, right? Uh, why don't you just have them, like go through a cave system and come out in this new place. Come out, yeah. That would make more sense, yeah. They wanted to film in the California desert again. Yeah, I guess... I guess it's like... <laughs> well, you'd have to make more cave sets. Yeah, yeah. But I guess it's, like, also for the story, like, it's less of a shock for them to come out and be in it a little I more, guess. right? I don't know. They're, I'm just they're like questioning, like they know holodecks exist, which is very funny. <laughs> well, they're like, this is weird. Like this whole thing is weird, right? Like it, instead of being like, oh, we're on a journey and like some crazy shits happening, they're like, I don't know. Mm, <laughs> seems like a holodeck to me. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Star Trek. I know, I know how holodecks work. <laughs> But Picard's like, no, Worf is going to go with you to make sure you don't fuck anything up any worse, you dumb fucking idiot. And Worf's like, but Captain, my brother's a pussy. But Captain, I hate his guts. <laughs> and he's like, is that my fucking problem? Is that? He grabs him by the cheek. Is that my problem? <laughs> <laughs> now it's getting Sopranos. <laughs> he's like, yeah, just send Counselor Troy, which is like... Worf says that a lot when he doesn't want to do stuff. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. Make my sometimes girlfriend like, go. Make that bitch do it. Yeah, I got batliths to polish. Make my make that lady take care of my son. Yeah, but Picard's like, look, the Baralans are dumb backwards idiots. I'm like, not introducing look. another character yeah. into this lie that you've He's created. He's like, look, they know what a holodeck is. We gotta work this out. Like, yeah. we... <laughs> We gotta really keep this away from them. Yeah. And man, do the stakes raise in this episode? Nope. No. We'll be right back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. the feeling Dyson the cleaner that doesn't lose suction at all not a sausage look when when we came back from a break Josh said fuck you to me I want you to all know that yeah I meant it I he's meant every he's a mean it. mean co-host <laughs> that's uh, my miser sound <laughs> <laughs> dick miser over here Ooh. Or uh, Nikolai and Worf go back to the holodeck, and uh, by the way, I love Worf's like uh, 
surf costume that he's wearing. This fucking his, yeah. peasant costume. It's, it's like like a link to the past, but like also like yeah, like England. <laughs> it's very like uh Shakespearean. Like yeah. this was definitely an outfit that a background character wore at a Shakespeare production. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what what do we have in uh in props? Well we got a bunch of Shakespeare shit. That works. Yeah. This is season seven. Nobody cares. Worf is wearing that, and I think that's a cooler outfit than the one Nikolai wears, even though he's got like a fucking flowing ass wizard robe. He's like, yeah, he's like regal. This dude is a dickhead. Yeah, he's he really a scumbag. fucked these people up, man. He, he literally fu- fucked one of them. He fucks Cisco's wife. Yeah. He he uh <laughs> He fucks Cassidy Yates. Yeah. Um, who wouldn't, though, given the chance? Am I right? Both of his wives at the same time. <laughs> what? But they're like, look, your village was fucked. It's gone. Yeah. And they're all like, oh, no. What do we do? And he's like, look, we'll find a new home. It's a great distance away, but we must hurry to make it there. Worf's like, look. It's going to be a mystical, magical new land. It's going to be uh, <laughs> different, and uh, you, you'll get used to it. Used to it. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Just don't think too much with your stupid peasant brains. He's like, even the stars in the sky at the new home may look different. And then one guy's like, why would they be different? <laughs> and like, this, the fu- like, Voren, again, not ingratiating himself <laughs> yeah. to the audience. But like... Worf should have just been like, because you're on a different part of the planet, idiot. Do you yeah, not know how stars work? Yeah, because it's in a different hemisphere, right? Yeah. Exactly. Like, Instead, it. they're like, uh, anyway. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, Worf is a seer, and he knows that we'll be safe. He will lead us. Uh, but then a woman's, a stock sound effect of a woman screaming happens. And they all run over to a pool of water that has, like, the holodeck grid flashing underneath it. Yeah. And uh, all I can think of is, like, what what happens if one of them tries to drink that water? It'll probably just dissolve. It probably just doesn't do anything. I guess, like, people eat food in the holodeck, right? I would assume that that pool of water... Yeah, I, I... That's the thing, right? Like, I guess the, we've never seen anybody eat food in the holodeck, have we? We've seen well, holodeck you, characters eat food. Yeah, you can. I mean, why wouldn't you be able to? It would just make all the food and edible things real, right? Like it would make them using the uh, the replicator. The replicator. Yeah, like the room is also just like a big replicator. Okay, that makes sense. So maybe the water in the pool is like replicated water. Yeah, but maybe it's maybe because I mean why you can touch up. all this stuff. It's like it's hard light. Yeah, like and that's why it fucks up maybe, right? Cuz it's yeah. too much power to make that water edible or drinkable. Um, but like Worf is like, "Do not worry. It is an omen. It's the uh sign of La Forge." <laughs> and Jordy's like, "God damn it." <laughs> <laughs> he rolls his eyes, but you can't see it cuz he's got it's a, a visor. It's a good omen and uh LaForge <laughs> fixes the problem. And Rashinko's like, see, our journey is blessed. We must leave. Now they, they're just creating, like, a whole fucking religion. Yeah, like, exactly. Talk about fucking thing. breaking the prime directive. Dude, this is why you don't do this shit, right? 
like the prime directive is a hard thing to argue for especially as like somebody who's like i'm an empath i understand feelings and emotions <laughs> betazoid jeff over here but it's beta jeff all right but um <laughs> the uh like the prime directive yeah. is like a very harsh rule but it's to keep uh, shit like the fucking uh, Omega Glory from happening. Yeah, like and it's even to keep this. Starfleet from playing God with peoples. Even this, like, so this whole society now is influenced by humans and more ways than one, as we find out later. Right? Like, like the the argument, of course, is like, well, that's better than being dead. But here's the thing. Yeah. Nikolai Rashenko played God when he decided yes. that only that village gets to survive. Right. It's like where do you stop, right? Like what like what that, what like that makes you, you do in in his own argument, in Crusher's argument, where she says if we make no move, we've decided to let them die and that makes right. us responsible for it. And he agrees with it. So in his own logic, he is responsible for the deaths of millions of Boralians. Right. Right. And that's playing God. You have decided who lives and who dies because you have a superior technology. Yeah, I mean it's the it's the it's the thing with the prime directive that's really fucking hard to swallow, right? Mm -hmm. Like do you risk making it worse for you or or them mm -hmm. or do you let like space just decide who lives and dies? I I don't know. I don't uh, know, right? Would I end up breaking the prime directive? Uh, a decent amount, yes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, apparently it's fine. Even you're, Picard you're is allowed. Like, Whatever, I don't give a fuck. Even at the drumhead, where they're like, "How many times have you broken the Prime Directive?" Six. Yeah, they're like, like, the audience is like, "Wow, that's like, kind of a lot." Six and a half. <laughs> uh, but uh, they, he's uh, Rashenko's like, "Oh man, we make a great team, right?" And Worf's like, "We are not a team." He's so mad that he has to play this seer. Uh, Data and Dr. Crusher find an, uh, trying to find a new homeworld, and they only have two solutions, Drago 4 or Vaca 6. Yeah, Drago 4 is in Cardassian three light years away, so that's yeah. probably a Constant border disputes there. Yeah, that'll be a problem. So they, they choose Vaca 6. Even though it has a less hospitable environment than the Boralans are used to, they'll have to struggle, but they'll probably survive there. Like, what if they don't, though? Uh, not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Data says, basically. He's like, there's no, uh, uh, th yeah. there's no guarantees for the future for anyone. You just have but to make that, the best yeah. choice you can given the moment. That's that's like kind of like I think where the prime directive like the the tires the rubber meets the road at some point you just have to decide right like yeah. you can't you could sit around and just be like well what about this and I mean you could do it forever right like mm -hmm. so yeah I mean he's right just fucking put him there see what happens and it's like <laughs> uh, if you choose to save one planet and you're incapable of saving another planet you've just doomed an entire planet to death. Like every planet yeah. you save is dooming another planet to death somewhere. I think I think part of it too is f the Federation thinks long term, right? Mm -hmm. Like everything the Federation does from their diplomacy to their ev every fucking thing, right? And like what if later on like the 
Borallans, like, they're they in the Federation, so, like, 500 years from now or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's another species who's just entering the, like, Federation, and they're like, oh, but why didn't you, like, save us when we had, like, an asteroid hit our planet? Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Like, and you also it, end up with the problem if the, if the Borallans ever do develop that technology, should, like, they're not going to be capable of joining the Federation because Federation officers are their gods. Yeah, and their literal descendants. <laughs> yeah, you would have to like, you would have to destroy their entire religious belief. Yeah, it would take a little longer, I would think, to be like, yeah, we're not gods. We just this is a thing we did. How do you explain it at that point? Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know. It's it's a lot of problems, and again, like the argument is, well, it's better off alive than dead. But uh, sometimes that's not true. Yeah, I kind of wish I was dead a lot. I alley-oop, set you up for that one. Um, anyway. Uh, back what in the holodeck, <laughs> uh, Worf notices that Nikolai is smooching on a Baralin. Oh my god, Nikolai, you fucking dog. He fucking dog. dipped his ink into the science or whatever. That, That's a good metaphor. That dude went native, son. He, he was really like, did. I'm fucking him now. Fuck it. In for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> wow. That was genius. <laughs> I love you, Jeff. You make me feel good. <laughs> this is a better podcast now than it ever was. <laughs> but Worf uh, notices that Vorin is drawing a chronicle on uh, what looks like uh, a rope bridge. It's a Chinese food calendar. <laughs> Uh, you get them at the Chinese restaurant. Yeah, that's probably exactly what the prop is, to be honest yeah. with you. But um, he's, Worf is like, so what are you doing? He's like, I'm writing a documented history of our village. Here's a drawing of you and Nikolai leading us to safety. And yeah. Worf's like, god damn. Look, we gotta leave, everybody. Why did he draw me? With such a sassy looking back with that dog pulling down my underwear. <laughs> uh, but Vorin's like, no, I forgot one of my chronicles. Oh, God. Worf's like, well, you gotta leave it behind. He's like, it's gone, Vorik. He's like, without the past, our future means nothing. Bitch, you ain't got no future. Yeah, like, <laughs> your future was decided a long time ago. Yeah. But Worf's like, go, but hurry back. And like, all I can think of is like, Worf, you know what's happening to the holodeck, dude. What are you doing? Why doesn't Worf say like, I'll go get it? Yeah, stay here. Anything. Yeah. But instead, he gets promised a sexy young lady by her dad instead. Yeah. Old old man Borellian is like, I don't think I'm going to make it. Here's my hot daughter for you to fuck. <laughs> He's like, hey, Wolf, you ever wanted to fuck my daughter? <laughs> same, same. <laughs> Wolf's like, I know it's frowned upon in some societies, but this is Boral. Sometimes you get stuck in the wash tub. <laughs> uh, you're fucking on fire today, dude. Um... <laughs> I, I don't think so. Vorf, I took sleeping pills last night, so it does, I don't know. Like, you got real sleep, apparently. <laughs> Vorin uh, finds the scroll, but he sees the holodeck arch, like the, the doorway arch, yeah. out, and he's like, what the fuck? 
and yeah. he touches it, and the door opens. He walks out onto the goddamn Enterprise. Dude, this shit is fucking great. But also, like, can you fucking imagine this shit? I, I couldn't, man. Like, I'd be like, you, like, go, like, you're in your fucking house, right? Yeah. And you, like, you see a door you've never seen before. Like, what the Fuck. And you go through it, and you're on a goddamn alien spaceship. Dude, I'd be like, I fucking knew it. That's the first thing I would say. Fuck you, Jeff. Fuck you, Jeff. <laughs> and they're like, who's Jeff? It's like, I told you, Jeff. <laughs> I love when he goes to 10 forward, and everyone's like, can I help you, sir? And he's yeah, like, and they're, they're all being super friendly and helpful. And he's yeah. like, fuck. What? What? He's like pissing his fucking pantaloons. Like, but when Troy and Riker walk up to him and they're like all nice to him, he's like, Are you my friends? Yeah. He's like, yeah, we're like, friends with Nikolai and Worf. He's like, Nikolai? Because he doesn't like Worf. He's like, Nikolai? Yeah. yeah. Uh, where am I? Please help me. He's like, At least they have hot booby counselors in this <laughs> world. <laughs> booby counselors. Um, yeah, this part of the episode is, this, like, the first part of this episode is, like, the stakes are entirely in a science fiction-y realm, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and they're very abstract. Like, the extinction of a species is crazy, but, like, we've never experienced an extinction of an, like, a, uh... Like a sentient species, sentient like sapient yeah. species, like like yeah, like humanoids, right? Yeah, we've uh, we. I was trying to think of the word sapient, so you got yeah. me there. Gotcha. But like we've never experienced that before, so it's abstract to us. But uh, a care this character's emotions about what's happening feel very much attainable. Well, again, this real. is why the Prime Directive exists, right? Because like everything that can go wrong will go wrong yeah absolutely this shit, it's right? a cascade effect man yeah it's a fucking comedy of errors at yes. this point like they they take him to sick bay and he's fucking terrified about what's happening and yeah. unfortunately his like neurophysiology is so complicated that she can't perform any surgery on it let alone they can't memory erase wipe. his memory yeah yeah and picard tries to explain to Vorin about what's happening. He's like, and I swear to God, number one, if I have to get shot with an arrow again, <laughs> I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> that was Data. <laughs> no, he gets shot when he goes to that proto-Vulcan Oh, yeah, you're and right. He, and he's like, do it, I don't care. You're right. He's like, fucking God. kill me. Yeah. Kill me. <laughs> kill me. You, you better not miss if you take a shot at the captain. If you fucking shoot an arrow at me in a dream, you better wake up and apologize. <laughs> uh, but Warren is like, he's not wrapping his brain around it very well, but he is understanding as well as he can about the situation. And he's, yeah. he's sort of faced with uh, a choice a little bit later, but we'll get to that. That choice for me, easy as fuck. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, the aliens were like, do you want to live with us? Yeah. I'd be like, yep. Yo, you got fucking food replicators and booby counselors? I'm in. Yeah, like, Roshinko's like, everything's going great, right, Worf? And he's like, no, you dumb fucking vodka-swilling bitch. It's fucking meatball-eating ruski bitch. He's like, Vorin left the holodeck. And he's like, what? 
How is that possible? And he's like, he has, he's been faced with a choice now. He doesn't understand what's happening, but he has to choose whether to stay on the Enterprise and live a life away from his people or to return to the holodeck and try and keep what he found out a secret Yeah, forever. how could you possibly live that life? I couldn't right? even like, imagine, man. Like, oh, this planet? This isn't even our planet. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. And he's like, he says it, too. He's like, look, if I go back, they're going to think I'm fucking insane. Yeah, they're going to treat me like yeah. a nut job, and I'll never yeah. be accepted again. They're going to treat me like Jeff treats Josh about aliens on mm-hmm. Deadpool's mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a one-to-one comparison. <laughs> yeah, no fault in that logic whatsoever. I believe in aliens. <laughs> uh, Worf, like Nikolai's like, well, I guess that just has to be the way it is. And Worf's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You're just like yeah. you were when we were kids, a little fucking bitch-ass fucker. He's a little connivy little fuck. Like, Scumbag. He, like his, this whole time he's like, it's for the Borellans, and really it's like, oh, I have a fucking like pregnant-ass yeah. hot wife. Like, I want to fuck my hot wife. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's, all, it's so fucking selfish. He's right? like, you created chaos wherever you went, and you caused our parents to cry, and, uh... Like, you never gave a shit about anyone, and everyone else had to fix the problems you created. Mm-hmm. And Roshenko's like, maybe I should have been the perfect son like you, and yeah. all I care about is Starfleet protocols and duty, and I don't give a shit about anyone else. Yeah, and then Worf's like, the fuck? I killed a kid at soccer practice, Yeah, do you bro? remember me fucking headbutting Jimmy Skins? <laughs> I couldn't think of a last name. Remember me headbutting Dimitri Johnson? (laughs) You remember me caving in Dimitri Johnson's entire fucking skull on the pitch? His parents had to go to the booby counselor to deal with it. It's crazy. His parents had to bury him fucking face down because no one could stand (laughs) to see. They couldn't reconstruct him, even using now technology. That and he had the, he, they buried him in his pantsless, assless pajamas. <laughs> so it was fucking weird as the shit. The little fucking bib for the ass. <laughs> and they undid the bib in case his corpse had the poop. It was fucking weird. I was like, maybe they really do need to go to the booby counselor. <laughs> maybe Dimitri got out of a, out of a pants. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, Worf is like, at least I didn't make our mother cry. Oh! And, uh,. They're like, uh, the holodecks malfunction are increasing, and uh, he uses his combat to be like, look, we need to have, start moving and get like the, uh, whatever the fuck he tells the Forge, I don't remember this part. Yeah, we gotta get down to the planet, we gotta We gotta do whatever the fuck we gotta do. And then, uh, Deborah is apparently, Deborah? I keep reading it as Deborah from fucking Dragon Ball Z. Deborah, yeah. But uh, she she comes up to Worf and she's like, uh, "I've never seen Nikolai like this before. I think it's because of your arguments." And Worf's like, "All right." Yeah. She's like, "Well, I consider you to be a part of my family because." And she grabs his hand and places it on her stomach and she says, "You're gonna be my child's uncle." Oh my god, Nikolai. You didn't even use a goatskin condom. 
You didn't even use the Boralian method, which is the pull-out method. Why didn't you put a fu- your fucking deer-blind shields around your ball sack, you <laughs> fucking horny old bitch? My favorite part when I was thinking... Of, I was, so I was, like, watching this episode, then I went to take a piss, and I was like, what did she do when she just saw this, like, human-ass hog meat just, like... <laughs> <laughs> fucking sitting right in front of her and she was just like oh yeah this is fine this is what like, Morales have too I yeah. guess like this is fine this is normal she's like well maybe he lost the second head I don't know <laughs> maybe it's a sign <laughs> maybe it's a sign from LaForge <laughs> sign of LaForge but the Enterprise arrives at Vaca 6, but it's going to take several hours before the transporters can beam down the Baralans all at once. Again, all the systems are malfunctioning because of uh, Nikolai's horse shit. This fucking ship is like the fucking fastest, most powerful fucking thing ever built. And it's like, I can't, I can't, I can't fucking stop Look, opening programs. They haven't charged it in a, in a while. It's fine. They're you like, got to take please, it to a star base and plug it in with the please lightning cord. Please close LimeWire. LimeWire's <laughs> uh, Picard goes to where Vorin is being kept. And Vorin says, I want to go back to my people, but I don't know what to tell them. How to yeah. exist with them. Yeah. Picard's like, well, what would happen if you told the truth? And they're like, uh, he's like, they might think you were hallucinating. He's like, they'll think I'm insane. Yeah, and he's fucking right. Like, and he's, he's like, even like, if they believe me, it will destroy the entire history of my people, their entire belief system. Yeah, there's no, there's no good way out of this, right? There's, yeah. there's no way out of this. Picard tells him like, you can stay on the Enterprise with us and like explore the stars. And Vorin says, well, I'll need more time to make the decision. I would, If I was Picard, I'd be like, let me tell you about this planet called Rise. Yeah, where if you, <laughs> if you pick up this one thing, hot, sexy ladies and sarongs will come yeah. and fuck you. It's just how they handshake there. They love to fucks. They don't even care about your weird Boralian hog meat hanging out. <laughs> they've dealt with it all, baby. They've seen everything. They're excited when you pull out something different from your pants, honestly. Yeah, they're like, I've never put that inside of my butt or vagina. Where, what hole do I put this in? How do I yes. hold this? The answer is yes. What end, What ends the front? <laughs> what is it, sideways? <laughs> is it T-shaped? It's a helicopter blade. <laughs> You look like tails. Worf <laughs> uh, is like, I can't believe you jizzed in that lady. I can't fucking believe it. <laughs> he says that exact line. And uh, this is when he and Rashenko do fucking cat's claws at each other. Like, they're uh, going to fight. They, like, little kid brother fight. Yeah. But then the holodeck malfunctions and starts flashing. So Worf calls uh, Jordy and is like, let's get some storms and thunder going, dog. Yeah, you gotta zhuzh this apocalypse up a bit. And then uh, the fucking extremely bad acting background actors are herded one by one into their tents by Rajenko, and it takes fucking five minutes of the episode for them to get inside. Yeah, I I think I blacked out during this part. I don't remember any of this. Uh, Worf is like, they're ready to beam the Baralan, send them to Vaca 6, and they, they beam them on down. And the storm stopped. Yeah. And, and they it, come out of their tents and they're like, oh, that was weird. Yeah. It was almost like a holodeck, one of them says. 
but he's like, my brother Worf has saved us all. And Worf oh does, like, God. the rock gif eye roll. Dude. So, like, <laughs> now, like, think about it like this, too, right? Like, now Nikolai is set up for fucking yeah, life. Nikolai is a god to he's these people. He's a king. Right? He's the leader. He talks about, like, I'm the new fucking, yeah. like, record keeper. No, you're not. You're, like, and the new dictator. Like, all he has to do is be, like, someone's like, uh, Mr. Nikolai, the goats aren't fucking each other good. I can't only give you two goats. And he'll be like, uh, my brother saved the whole planet, so. Like, I don't know. Don't make me call my brother and have yeah. him bring the storms by. <laughs> right? It's fucking fucked up, man. Yeah. Picard, um... Says, you know, their mission was a success, but it came at a high price. Uh, Vorin committed ritual suicide. Man, Vorin, you could have lived on Ryza. He didn't know, man. He didn't know about that shit. They should have had Riker come and talk to him, honestly. (laughs) You won't believe the trim you can get out here. (laughs) (laughs) You like spikes? Oh, they got it. (laughs) They got whatever you want. Man. You like weird nose ridges, but on a vagina? Oh, they got that too. You like a you like a tentacle puss? Plenty of species got that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Picard maybe wasn't the right choice. But even like he could have been like like Earth is like amazing. Like yeah, like just... there's a there's an entire universe of amazing, yeah. incredible planets out there that you could come and see with us instead. You He's like, just... you can stay on our ship if you want. Yeah, which would be cool. But uh, it's a really, like, heavy, sad moment in an episode that's mostly fluff. Yeah, it's fucked up. It really is fucked up. How yeah. He's, he's like, uh, no. And he's up. like, I wish I would have been able to gotten, to get to know him better. Yeah. And uh, Poor Worf, Warwick. Yeah. My, my guy uh, suffered culture shock so bad that he killed himself. Yeah, he... Uh... Probably was living in, like, this crazy existential abject terror for the last couple days. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, he doesn't understand anything. Yeah, this is literally... He doesn't literally, understand how the yeah. door works for a second. Yeah, this is literally, like, taking somebody from, like, 1050 AD and putting them, like, now. It was a like, great fucking joke. You know how people are always, like, if, uh, if like, a uh, medieval peasant had a sour warhead that they'd yeah. lose their fucking minds? <laughs> they'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. There was a great video of this guy being like, haha, I went back in time to test this out. Here you go. And he gave, check the, eat this. And the medieval peasant's like, all right. He puts it in his <laughs> mouth and he goes, wow, that's pretty, that's really good. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I've got something just like that. Wait. And he pulls out a lemon and hands it to him. Yeah. Do you guys have these in the future? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking lemon. Oh, jeez. Oh, anyway, uh, Worf goes back to Vika 6 to say goodbye. And Rushenko's like, I'm the new dictator. And he's like, God, oh, good for you, bro. I'm going to stay here and raise my half-human hybrid race of super beings. Yeah, it's surely, there's only so many people in this village, there's going to be a lot of inbreeding coming my way. Everyone is going to have that genetics of humans at some point. Yeah, it's just going to be basically a human planet. Yeah. And then they find the Constitution. (laughs) (laughs) It's on one of those Chinese calendars, girl. Uh, Worf uh, is like, uh, you know, if you're going to be the new Village Chronicle, you were never very good at drawing. Vorin's like, I learn fast, which is not how that works. And yeah. 
Rushenko's like... What are you going to learn from? Like, <laughs> Yeah, who's going to teach you? The only one who could draw yeah. is dead. Yeah, how are you going to learn how to draw without any, like, things to do that with? And Rushenko's yeah. like, uh, I don't think our parents are going to understand. And Worf says, I think they will. I'll tell them that you're happy. And they give each other a big huggy. I'll tell them that you broke every law that our society has and you and fucked Ni- a stranger. N- Nikolai Rushenko... A man who broke the law of the entire Federation, who took advantage of a less evolved species in order to get his dick wet. Yeah, yeah. Who used Federation technology illegally. Illegally, yep. To force the captain of the flagship of the Federation's hand to do his plan. Gets away, Scott fucking free. I like uh, Picard probably like he calls the fucking Federation Council or, or like Admiral Necheyev, right? And she's like I don't know, man. Just let him stay there. I don't fucking have time for this shit. He calls Necheyev afterwards and she's like you did what? Picard? This is worse than the time you turned into Lacutus. I'm gonna have so much paperwork. Oh I'm going to have to have 72 different pads on my desk to fill out all this paperwork. <laughs> and it's Space Christmas Eve! <laughs> space Santa's coming soon. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. He didn't even get to set to go rake any leaves. No, he doesn't get any punishment whatsoever. And I know punishment is not the only recourse for crimes. It's not the only justice, right? But he yeah, should but. have had to do something. Yeah, I mean, almost. It's uh, yeah. I don't know. I guess I guess everyone is just sick of him. They're like, "Good, stay here." <laughs> exactly. Like, fuck this guy. Yeah, you you live here now. Fuck you. Like, there's no ships. You're never gonna talk to us again. Just you're here. They, like, exiled him, I guess. Of course, they they use this entire plot later in Star Trek Insurrection. Yeah, Insurrection. Except the twist is they know about it. Fucking, I did the memory alpha continuity section is, it is unclear why the crew did not just put the villagers to sleep with a sedative for a short time and reinitialize the holodeck. Or, like, just put them to sleep and then... Just turn off the holodeck. <laughs> well, that's what it said. But I mean, then you don't even need to fix the holodeck. I'll just, just keep them asleep the whole time. Yeah, just and then put I them. Think on you the get damn brain planet. damage after a certain point. Yeah, they're not in Star Trek. They're they already pretty f- brain damaged. So, <laughs> what's crazy is that like, like there's a goat walking around in the holodeck for when the Irish people were <laughs> it's just lived in the holodeck. And they're like, what the hell, a demon? Uh, under the reception part of this, uh, Keith R.A. DeCandido, a reviewer for Tor.com, The Dark Web, gave this episode a rating of Warp Factor 1, which is considered a poor rating. Damn, they have our scale. Warp Factor 1? Jesus, it's nowhere near that bad. It's not a 1. No, no, no. That's, that's That's harsh. That's too harsh. And if you want to know what we're going to give this episode, then you need to stick around and come right back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. 
Street Part 3. Freddy's just around the corner. And we're back. Hopefully you bought that good or service. Yeah, it's probably like a Dyson vacuum <laughs> with Probably. Or like probably. a commercial for a Freddy Krueger movie. Because we've been oh, talking yeah. about that not while not recording the whole time. Oh, yeah. That should be it. Suck on this advertisement, bitch! Bitch! <laughs> uh, anyway. Why does he oh, hate kids so much? Because he was boiler-roomed by them? Yeah, well, he was killing them uh, already. So I what? don't know. Like, what, His motivations escape me. So this guy gets to fucking murder more kids after he's yeah, dead? He's li- that's why he's so happy all the time. He's living the fucking life, man. I thought he was happy because he had that cool hat. He's got that great sweater. He's comfy. Yeah, and that hand shredder claw makes shredder look like cheddar. <laughs> God damn. The dog from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> Is that the, the dog? Uh, um, there's a great line where they switch the dog cheddar, and the captain says, This isn't my dog cheddar. This is just some other bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. The uh, to get back to Freddy Krueger, which is what we're talking yeah, about. That's what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, he was a, ch- a child murderer, and all the parents in the neighborhood went to his boiler room hideout and threw him in the fucking boiler, and he died. Well, clearly, they didn't do it good enough. They because no. he's in my nightmares. Then he now. came back as a as a demon, as a as a bagul, and he fucking oh, he's a bagul. He just murders more teenagers. He's a fucking douchebag. Got him. Fuck. Why did I just get deja vu when you said that? Because I probably <laughs> said it before. Because I'm like a one trick pony, yeah. Jeff. That's why you make the little bucks like me. If you, which brings us to our next. <laughs> which brings us to our next point. Patreon.com slash M Class Podcast. No. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to the show, you know at this point. We wheeling out our patented rating scale for these episodes where we give you our final verdict, which is subject to change whenever, because fuck you. Yeah, we'll do whatever we want. <laughs> it's called the Cochrane to Catfish Warp Scale of Quality. Fanfare. Put it here. Warp 1 is a Cochrane, the man who made the Federation possible, who broke the warp barrier... And mm-hmm. uh, 10 out of 10 is warp 10, which turns you into a catfish. Yep, and then you fuck your captain and have salamander babies. And you never, ever go back for them. <laughs> Why would you? I do not want a salamander baby at all. Better than a human a baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, Josh, what do you give this episode on the warp scale? I'm going to give this a 6. Uh, it's pretty middle of the road. It's kind of a cool idea. Like, I like the matrixing part, even though, like like you said, like, why don't they just put him to sleep? Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's not a bad episode, and it's, I don't know, but it's not, like, interesting. It's, I don't know. It's totally, like, on, like, you could just not watch this one and be fine. The fact Six. that Worf has another brother is 
pointless. It never comes up before or after. Yeah, I know. You never... Yeah. I think I'm going to give this episode a 6.5. Okay, okay. uh, Because I'm better than you. No, uh, because... yeah. It takes a really long time to get to any part that I find actually interesting, but I find Vorin's character arc once yeah. he steps foot on the Enterprise to be really compelling. That And it's that, the smallest, yeah. most insignificant part of the episode, but it hits far harder than anything else that happens. But it's almost like they didn't want to do that episode with the proto-Vulcans again, but the best part of that episode is when the girl gets sent up the, the science lady or whatever gets sent up yeah, to the Enterprise. Exactly. And, and she's, she's like, like, oh like my a, god. Yeah. She's like a, a logical people. Yeah. So she like, even though it's so far beyond anything she can comprehend, she starts to slowly understand right. the new world around her because she's so open to understanding. Right. But Vorin is like, he sees like a glass of water appear out of the wall and he's like, fuck! He like hits the deck and he's yeah. like, shit! It's like the gods are here, and they've made yeah. water? What the fuck? There's a fucking wizard in this castle. <laughs> exactly. This castle's in space? What the fuck? The fuck? What the Borellian fuck? Yeah, it's different than a regular fuck. You, <laughs> your dicks intertwine tentacles like a Navi. Yeah. Your hogs intertwine. <laughs> your meat hogs. Ugh. I'll do I'll do 6.5 for that part. Like I completely understand a 6. This is as middle of the road of an episode as you can get. It has feel, no yeah. consequences on any of the characters, but I mean like as episodic as TNG is, I feel like you can feel when a character is slightly changed by yeah. something that happens or at least in the episode they're slightly changed. I feel like Michael Dorn does a lot of really good acting in this episode. Yeah, um, this yeah. Also I think this is like the let's have Michael not wear the makeup this episode episode, yeah. right? Which like, is apparently this is the first time that's ever happened, is this episode. Yeah. He it I, happens I think, more in Deep Space Nine. Yeah, I think he like they were like, We're coming to the end here. Let's uh let's get it all in. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you guys want. We'll do masks finally. Yeah, well the <laughs> spiner. I know you've been waiting for it. <laughs> this one's this one's on you, Brent. You gotta you gotta really work your ass off with this acting though. You can't just do silly voices. He's like, no, Sally Liza. <laughs> That's my old shtick. And they're like, ah, oh, Jesus God, that guy from Tor is gonna roast us. <laughs> they're gonna be roasting us on the dark web tomorrow. Whatever that is. <laughs> you know, Brent Spiner uh, plays a recurring character in Night Court. Yeah, who's from we, yeah. West Virginia. No, he's not. He is. And it turns out later that they were lying about being from West Virginia, and they're actually from Russia. (laughs) Even though they talk in the same fake West Virginia accent the entire show. Oh, in Night Court. In Night Court, yeah. Oh, okay. What do you think I meant? Masks? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought the masks were from West Virginia, and I was like, well, that explains why they're haunted. Yeah, nothing more haunted than old West Virginia. What was his character's name? Night Court Brent Spiner. Isn't it like Bobo the Dumbo, Dumbo or something? It's like something weird, right? No. It's uh, like some dumb name. It's got... Was Brent Spiner it? in Night Court? Bob Wheeler. That's what I meant, Bob. Which is really funny, because I grew up around a bunch of kids named Wheeler. Maybe that's why they called him that. It Maybe was that's like a, why. It was like a popular name. Did they have a ongoing feud with, like, 
the other family. Isn't that the? Don't you guys have that family? Yeah, that was Hatfields and McCoys. No, yeah, but also was it there like another family that was always like shooting up the joint? They're all like gangster. The but, Penningtons, like, Hicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Penningtons. Yeah, I'm not sure what the fuck you're talking about. I think because uh, Nick's wife is from there, and she always talks about them. I, I forget. That's news to me. Like, I know about the Hatfields and the McCoys. That's a West Virginia thing. That's... Uh, yeah, okay. West. It's or... it's really wild that, like, West Virginians take the Hatfield side. Like, we took a side because they were on our side of the river. The McCoys were in Kentucky. The Whites. They're called the, the oh, White Oh, the family. Wonderful Whites. Yeah, They're not the whites. gangsters. They're just, like, uh, idiots. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they don't shoot anything up either. Like the uh, Tesco White is a quote unquote mountain dancer. <laughs> what is, who, what is it's that? It's apparently like a really old like uh, Appalachian thing that I've never you heard dance. of outside of that guy. Do you dance like for like ritual purposes, like water or like uh, food or? Wh- what do you mean me? I don't fucking do. <laughs> What do you people do when you're mountain you dancing? people? What do you people do, Jeff? I don't I don't know anything about what the fuck that is. I've never actually seen him uh I've seen him do it but only on he did, had a reality show called Aren't The One like, The Wonderful bo- Whites yeah. of Moundsville or something. The Wonderful don't Whites they of bootleg? something. They're bootleggers, yeah, right? Yeah, they were moonshiners. Yeah. And on his reality show was just him being like the biggest hick who ever lived and like people watching yeah. to laugh about it. Yeah, it's like watching and Gummo. But the like, only thing the only thing I remember from it is his wife made eggs for him, and he said, "If you don't stop making these old sloppy eggs for you, I'm gonna take you out back and drown you in the creek." <laughs> That's hilarious. You better stop making them sloppy eggs. <laughs> That's comedy, right? Yeah, there. people loved it. That's funny because they're hicks, and. That means he probably will do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely he'll like, do it. Like, like, this guy doesn't care. Yeah. The Wonderful Whites of West Virginia is the name of it. It's a movie. It's like a documentary, it's a documentary about his life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he lived in Boone County, which is like the, like, you know how there's like stepping stones of what people make fun of as being hicks? Yeah. Like, you guys just make fun of the South, but people in the South pick a state. And right. sometimes that state is West Virginia. Right. But people in West Virginia choose a county, which is either Wayne or Boone. Boone. And Boone yeah. is where Tesco White is from. Where he does all of his mountain dancing. Yeah. Which is... Is that just, like, moonshine slang? Is that is he up now there he's just a doing shine? Jesco White is his name. He's the dancing outlaw. He's a folk dancer and entertainer. <laughs> Three American documentary films? Jesus Christ. Man, this guy's rolling in shine money, dude. Uh, Talking Feet, Solo Southern Dance. Dance, Buck, Flatfoot, and Tap. Oh, those are his dances. The Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. Wow. So, do they know the Hatfields? (laughs) Yes. Were they friends? No. No one is Which friends one? in West Virginia. Which <laughs> Damn, you're from like Kronos. What the fuck? Jesco White provides his voice as the DJ of Rebel Radio in the video game Grand Theft Auto 5. Oh, no. What the fuck? 
He's in the I'm, video Loser from my back. I just sneezed. <laughs> he's in the movie Logan Lucky. He's in the He was in Squidbillies? He's in the movie Hitch? He played Hitch in the movie Hitch? He, he's in Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World? Okay, I'm learning today, along with everyone else. Uh, I only knew him from that documentary. Um, well, Squidbillies makes perfect sense. Yeah, that that's a hand-in-glove situation. Yeah, yeah, that's just, yeah. Anyway, 6.5. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming, but it's still funny. <laughs> I knew it was coming. You know what? I think that wraps up our episode. <laughs> uh, I would like to thank all of our patrons at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. And you know what? If you want to get thanked at the end of every episode, then you should hurry your happy little ass over there to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast and rebel mountain dance your yeah! way into a pledge tier. Choose one above a dollar, please. Yeah, choose the Yeehaw Pledge tier, which is anything above a dollar. But a dollar, you do get access to our Discord full of your fellow Trek boys and uh, wallpapers of every episode's art. It's we give a lot away for a dollar, man. But I know uh, for I know. for a little bit more money, you get access to other uh, other podcasts we do, like Jeff and Josh shoot the shit. Where if you enjoyed us talking about. Jesco White, the mountain dancer, or uh, fucking... <laughs> what did we talk about earlier? We talked about... Freddy. Uh, Freddy Krueger. We talked about... Uh, Mario? No, we talked about uh, Dick Tracy. The That's movie. right. If you enjoyed us talking about that shit, that is the entirety of what Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit is about. It's us meandering from topic to topic and making jokes the whole time. Yeah. Uh, we it's do great a commentary track series for some of uh, our favorite movies called <laughs> Jeff and Josh Talk Over Movies uh, where you can listen to us talk about the Super Mario Brothers movie, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990, uh, The Beastmaster 2, Portal yeah, Through Time. Only the best films do we talk over. Uh, we're going to be doing one soon. Was it Willow we're doing? Yeah, Willow. Uh, we're trying to find where we can stream that, but, um... Yeah, cause fucking Disney's like, nope. <laughs> yeah, they yanked that shit. Yeah, Willow, uh, never heard of it. Uh, was that an Amazon Prime series that they canceled? No, or was that it Disney? was... It was Disney. Yeah. It was, I don't know, Willow, it might be on Disney Plus, let me see. It might be. We the need, movie might be. We need to set aside time to do it, is the thing. Yeah, it's also and gonna be... my like, life has been in goddamn shambles lately, so, uh... I'll get to it soon. <laughs> yeah, the movie's still there. It's still there. Um, I'm not going to get into specifics, but uh, there's family trouble, legal trouble, and uh, just I felt like garbage. So we'll get Why to it. Why did you piss off Jesco White? Uh, I, don't, I revere the man now. He was in so much shit. <laughs> he was the raptor. Raptor number two in Jurassic Park 2. He was the rapper. Rapper number two in Rapper's Delight. <laughs> Hip hop, hippie do the hippie, Who, eat turkey all the time. It isn't. Wonder Mike was the f rapper one. I don't that remember who rapper two was. That song's too long. I <laughs> am Wonder Mike, and I'd like to buy a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Man, 
What a what a great time. It was. It was a time of party and time of hat purchases. You just want to rap about eating turkey at your mom's house? Go ahead. You go to your friend's house and the food sucks dick. And then yeah. you go home. That's what the rap song was That's about. That's the rat soul song, yeah. Uh, I, I prefer the 2000s when rapping was mostly about doing extreme amounts of drugs and being horrifically misogynist. <laughs> oh, and wearing... Uh... Like really baggy stuff that are giant has like, white t-shirts. Yeah, giant white t-shirts and driving a Cadillac Escalade with the doors open, <clears throat> with the suicide doors. Yeah. Cadillac Escalade with the chromed out nose and the butterfly doors. That's that uh, ludicrous. No, Fifty Cent had the butterfly doors yeah. on his, um, like a Lambo. Every time I mention two thousands rap, I am talking about Cash Money Millionaires or Three Six Mafia and almost nothing else. I love 3-6, man. 3-6 Mafia and UGK was like the 2000s for me. Man, so good. I remember going to the shore, like, listening to that. Oh, my God. Hype as shit ever. So cool. Um, We were so fucking cool. There was like, there's like a, uh, the um, Chicken Head song is a surprising feminist anthem when you actually listen to it. Yeah. Because it has like a full argument between a guy and a woman rapping back and forth at each other, yeah. and the woman is winning. Yeah, she wins. <laughs> that's, why anyway. inse- that's why insecure men don't like women, because yeah. they win a lot. It's true. <laughs> anyway, uh, patreon.com slash podcast. Check it out. And uh, I'd like to thank Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race. You can find Vitizen at vitizen.card.co, card with two R's, where uh, he'll have links to all of his other socials. Love that guy. we got to hang out again soon, Greg. Hit me up. Yeah, I definitely was there the last time you guys did. Don't you remember when I said that funny joke? Are you going to hang out with us this time? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would like to. <laughs> you had to do continue, I think. I had to go to the fucking Philadelphia and shit. Should have invited us. <laughs> you were in the complete opposite direction. We would sit silently in the background. <laughs> like, like Desmond. Sometimes he sits at the top of the stairs and he just laughs at our shit. That's, you got an audience. That's cool. It makes me feel good because I'm like, that kid like doesn't really know what we're talking about. But it's he's still like funny. funny. That's all that yeah. matters. <laughs> um, if you'd like to know more about M-Class Podcast, including uh, links to all of our socials and uh, an entire list of of every episode we've ever covered and a link to our merch, you can head over to mclasspodcast.com. No spaces, no dashes. mclasspodcast.com. Singular. It's always been singular. Yeah, we brought it back. I knew there was a way to bring Everyone's it back. Everyone's mad at me again. Yeah, I am too. Fuck you, Jeff, for doing this great show with me and being my best friend. Damn. I hurt my feelings. Piece of <laughs> fucking shit. Piece of filth. Piece of best friend shit. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. We will be back in two weeks with more M-Class. Bye-bye. Bye.
I'm mentally ill. Trick with your boy.